Tom here. Welcome back to Owl Celebrates Learning, a podcast that features the stories of students from the owl community. Today we will hear another great migration story from Nick and Anand with a focus on the blues subgenre named the Chicago Blues. People move around from city to city, state to state, even country to country. All this movement has got to change something about the places that people go, but what exactly? Well, we'll try to answer that question today by looking at one of the largest internal migrations of people in the history of the United States, the Great Migration. I'm Nick Christofferson. And I'm Anand Kulseth. In 1865, slavery was abolished in the United States, but the conditions for black Americans were still horrible. The South struggled economically, and many black people living in rural areas were dealing with poor harvests and damaged crops. Jim Crow laws enforced segregation and promoted racism throughout the country. Southern states passed reforms that put a stop to black advancement in society. These were all significant push factors that were driving African Americans out of the South. In the early 1900s, black Americans started to move north in search of a better life. There were several key pull factors that brought them there. It had a booming economy with better jobs and good wages, but that wasn't all. People like to stick together and move where others are going, which is what they did. As part of this chain migration, many black Americans heard stories from friends, relatives, and even advertisements of people like them prospering up north, which motivated them to move. At the beginning of the 20th century, 90% of African Americans were living in the southern states. However, this would soon change. From 1916 to 1970, it's estimated that 47% of them, approximately 6 million people, relocated to urban areas, mostly in the north. This phenomenon was called the Great Migration. A good example of what the American South looked like in the early to mid-1900s would have to be the Mississippi Delta, one of the most culturally rich places at that time. Delta is not actually located on the Mississippi River, but on a very profitable floodplain right next to it. This made it one of the primary cotton-growing areas in the nation prior to the Civil War, which also meant it attracted plantation owners. This created a large disparity between the black Americans who worked on the plantations and the rich white landowners who exploited them. Because of this exploitation, the rural Delta was typically very poor. This birthed some new music, Delta Blues, acoustic blues that carry the essence of all that poverty and struggle to its very core. The Delta was home to many great blues musicians. One of the most influential was Muddy Waters. Muddy carried his own distinct style from the Delta all the way up to Chicago, where he would define his own genre of blues. He was born and raised in rural Mississippi in the early 1910s. He was poor and raised by his grandmother on a sharecropper plantation. It wasn't a, a going easy thing, because uh, we was doing cause like sharecropping I raised up like a sharecropper, you know, worked on the plantation where they raised cotton and corn and beans and all that, jive. And, and it wasn't exactly slavery time, but it wasn't, it wasn't really good times, you know. Muddy brought that hard life with him when he migrated. Like so many others, he sought opportunity. So he moved away from the Delta, up north, eventually arriving in the grand city of Chicago. Everything was bigger, streets were filled with cars, and colossal buildings towered over everything. It was electric. There, he and several other bluesmen would bring their blues to the music scene of the city. Called Chicago Blues, it had that element of rural authenticity and struggle that was so present in the Deep South, combined with electric instruments all while being blasted through an urban environment. Sitting on the outside. Muddy produced several singles and albums for Chess Records in Chicago. 
His blues, which he brought up from the south, were spreading across the city. Things were happening. The culture was changing. Muddy had a decent level of fame now, but it didn't change him. He still had those same old blues that he had on the Delta. Things are easier for you now. Um, how has that affected the music you play? Not, a, not at all. It don't affect it because today I can buy me a steak and don't be broke. I'd have the same blues I had when I couldn't buy a, a box of cookies. Now Muddy was popular among the blues community, so in 1960, he was scheduled to perform at the Newport Jazz Festival. On the first Saturday of the festival, there was violence everywhere. People fought in the streets with police. The National Guard had to be called in, and some 200 people were arrested. While some people did play their sets, the show had to be shut down. But there was one final act, the man himself, Muddy Waters. He and his band were ready for the show, and they were going to blow the audience away. Muddy Waters! Buddy, come on. Muddy and his band blew the roof off of the festival. This was the prime time for Chicago blues. But of course, it wasn't this way forever. The blues would fade away, but they lived on in the spirit of rock and roll and the bands that were heavily influenced by these blues players. However... These young rockers were mostly white. In 1971, Muddy was asked about their playing of the blues. The young kids can learn to play a guitar that way, but they can't learn to sing that way? Like me? You mean white kids? Yeah. Oh, no. You know better. Why is that? <laughs> they, they ain't got enough soul, man. They ain't had enough hard time. <laughs> Muddy Waters started down south on the Delta. But when he migrated north during the Great Migration, he brought his struggles and his blues with him. Those blues would be spread all around, which in turn gave us a lot of iconic music we have today. So maybe when people move around, they bring their hardships with them. Those hardships can turn into beautiful and immortal art. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Nick and Anand, for telling us about Muddy Waters and the Chicago Blues. If you are interested in hearing more stories like these, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, share it with other podcast lovers you know. Positive reviews are always appreciated as well. If interested, you can find other quality work at owlcelebrateslearning.com, such as publications and documentaries. Reach out to the channel at owlcelebrateslearning at gmail.com. Thanks again to Gabe Z for the intro and outro music we are using this season. Insert snappy closing statement here.